Welcome to Full of Words, the podcast where Sue and CJ explore the power of language and effective communication to drive business success. Join us for practical insights and thoughtful discussions as we explore compelling book writing and persuasive copywriting strategies while having a few laughs along the way. and welcome back to the Full of Words podcast. I'm your host CJ and I've got the other host here, Sue, with me. Hello, Sue. Hi, CJ. How are you going? Good, thank you. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Excellent. And thank you for listening to us again. Today is our 10th episode. Woohoo! That's an achievement worth celebrating. And today we are going to be talking about your voice in your writing. So up till now, we've gone down the path of interviewing each other about our various topics of me being a copywriter and Sue being a book coach. But today, we're just going to chat around the topic of what is your voice and how do you find your voice in writing. So I'm just going to hand it over to you, Sue, just to get started on when people talk about finding your voice in writing, how would that translate to what they should actually do with their writing process? Thank you. Yes, great question. And I'm looking forward to discussing this from both sides, the the book coaching side and the copywriting side. So I believe that it's really important to write in your own voice. So finding the voice that you are comfortable with, like you'll read other people's books and go, wow, I'd love to write like that. But if that's not your style, then it's not going to come across really well. So you just need to work out, yeah, what kind of style. And it does boil down to the type of book you're writing. If it's, of course, a professional book, then you're going to have to write in a tone that resonates with your audience. But if it's more relaxed, then you write in a more relaxed tone. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, and I think it goes back to that conversation we were having about who your audience is. So in some ways you're writing for them, definitely, because you want to attract them to the book or to the post that you're writing. But that finding your own voice, it is the challenging bit, and I think that's where you've got to practice. Maybe some people might think that their voice in writing is just going to appear the first time they pick up a pen or sit down at the computer. (laughs) But it's not, is it? It's not going to just suddenly pour out of you like it's been just waiting to have the the lid taken off. It's something you need to practice. Would you agree? I definitely agree. And this is where someone like myself or and you, both of us, are really good to have on hand because we can then read the copy that they have written and we can give them suggestions. But they also need to feel comfortable with what they've written that the writer will know that that feels right and they will get that. If it's not right, they'll also go, yeah, it just doesn't quite flow very well, So, which means they're not writing in the right voice. Yeah, and it's making me think of when I was doing some courses, one of the many courses I've done, one of our exercises was to copy a style of writer or an author that you like and Stephen King is one of my favourite authors. Now, the funny thing is I'm not really a horror fan. When I say that to people, is it Stephen King? And they go, oh, I don't like horror. 
And for me, it's more the psychology, the way he gets in people's heads and he can just tell a great story anyway. He's amazing. Yeah, I agree. He's amazing. Very clever man. I thought, well, I'm going to try and copy him. And I found that I actually could. When you are familiar enough with somebody, you can mimic their style. You can look at a paragraph and go, I see what he's done there. He's opened with this. And, you know, he often opens with like he paints the picture of like a barren city and some sort of location that's it's usually Rockwell, I think, is it? Anyway, I can't remember the name. Or is it Castle Rock? Anyway, I think... You can start with copying a style that you like and then modifying it to suit yourself. Would you agree with that as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great idea to exercise that. When you've mentioned that, I remember proofreading a lady's book years ago and, oh, my goodness, it was just amazing because it was very, well, not really Stephen King, but what it was was you were reading along and you were captivated, but all of a sudden, I think someone got murdered in it or something. But anyway, it just, you weren't expecting it. And it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, it made me sit up and go, wow, didn't see that coming. But it was just amazing how she weaved it through in the story. So it was like, oh, my goodness, I love the way she did that. Mm. I wonder if she had intentionally considered that that's, she wanted to surprise the reader. Oh, I think she did. That was, I think, her style because, yeah, but it was just amazing. So I do agree with you. Having Doing those exercises is just going to make, you know, like your word muscles, I suppose, maybe your mind muscle. It will help massage that and you get better and better at it. It's the same as like an example with art. I got this book and the same thing. It's the same thing. You get this, because I want to get better at it, it's pen and ink drawing, but it gives you examples and then you just keep practising, which then makes you better and better at it. So it's the same with writing. You've just got to keep practising and finding the voice that is close to you or does sound like you. You want it to be you. You don't want it to be someone else. No. Well, we definitely all have a unique perspective. Everything we've all been through is we have some shared experiences and we have some completely unique experiences. And I think that sometimes there's this feeling, like with art, that you're either gifted and talented or not. And I don't think that's so current these days, but perhaps when I was younger, it was definitely, oh, they're good at art, that person. But that doesn't mean they didn't have to practice a lot to get good at it. Exactly. You can't, I mean, yes, and the same with writing, 100%, 200%. Some people are born gifted and it just rolls out and they have no problems whatsoever, but for the majority <laughs> they have to practice and there's nothing wrong with that. I think even those people are good at it. This idea of, I don't know where this has come from, but the 10,000 hours, have you heard of that one? If you spend 10,000 hours on a topic, you will eventually master that topic. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And so I think sometimes it comes naturally to they've just grown up wanting to write stories and just that's their favourite pastime or art, their favourite pastime. So they're doing it and repeating it and yep. practice. Probably do it every single day. Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes, as you say, you master it then because you just keep massaging it and building on those muscles. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And so I think that that's... Finding your voice starts with 
well, speaking, you know, writing, you've got to try some things. And I think probably a good idea is to mimic some authors that you already like or write in a certain style. When you were talking about that where somebody got murdered, have you read, I think it's called The Girl on the Train. It was out about five years ago. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it. This is The Girl on the Train. I can't remember. There was a couple. There was this phase. So, again, this is something that's familiar is that often in the human consciousness, stories of a similar nature come out at the same time and they're unrelated but somebody in India will have written a story and somebody in America will write a similar story about it just sort of seems to be the natural progression of humankind that we reflect on things at the same time. So there was a few of these books but anyway they have what's called an unreliable narrator and that is a tactic. So in that particular book the main character was an alcoholic and she kept blacking out So she was telling the story, but you started to realise that what she was actually telling the story, she couldn't remember bits. And then you would get suggestions from other people. You'd be like, wow, hang on, did she do that? (laughs) And it was really good fun. So the unreliable narrator, that's a tactic you can use in style of writing. So I guess that's another element. So practising your voice is good, but also maybe picking a style and learning a bit more about types of writing that you like yes yes definitely because yeah again like I was saying you know if you're trying to write with someone else's style that you might actually like that style but it might not be something that is you know sounds anything like you then don't do it because it's just not going to work but it's the same like with copywriting I mean you need to speak it's kind of Well, no, it is similar because you need to write to the audience as well. You've got to make sure that the audience can resonate with that and that they're happy with that. Like with copywriting especially, you need to, you're honing in on that person, like whatever their problem is, you're highlighting that problem but you're also giving them the solution. So. And I suppose it's the same in a book. So like in a business book, you're talking about what the problems are and then you as the business owner giving them the solution of how you can fix that. So you really need to get that right voice that the reader's going to go, wow, they're talking directly to me and they know exactly what I'm going through. I love that. They're my people. That's my person. I feel like the exact same principles apply, but writing a book is a longer game than copywriting. (laughs) So with copywriting, it's very targeted right now, grab your attention, which you do on the back of the book. You want to grab people's attention and draw them in. But after that, it's a long game of keeping that attention, I suppose. That's the difference, isn't it? You've got to maintain the interest. Yes, yeah, it's got to flow and it's got to keep them engaged because otherwise they're not going to read the book and they're never going to recommend you. Mm. We read books that start off really good but then in the middle you're kind of like, where is this going? And you just don't have the enthusiasm to continue on with it, do you? No, that's right. So you've got to just yeah keep sort of like building up to a climax and then you know, coming back down and then back up to another climax so that you keep, yeah, the reader interested and moving along. And again, using the right voice to express that 
with enough interest that they do stay and continue reading your story. Yeah, otherwise they will just lose interest, put it down. Yeah, that makes me think it's something we haven't really touched on is the structure of a book. I guess it's different though whether it's going to be a book for business or whether it's going to be a fiction book. But still, definitely a business book or a book about your business has still got to maintain that interest and keep you wanting to look for those nuggets of information that are going to be valuable to you. So you've got to keep the reader enthused. Exactly right. So, yeah, maybe that's another topic that we will discuss in another episode. Great idea. Because mm. I think that's always something you, we try and tell stories in copywriting, but it's very much shorter but you can probably think of a blurb on an ad or something that has grabbed you in because it feels like a story and it doesn't feel like it's selling you something. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and again, like I was saying, you need to be talking to your audience as if it's just them. So in a, in a voice that is your voice but a voice that they resonate with. Yes, yeah, that's the key, isn't it? And sometimes you come across reviews of authors where they have seemingly let their audience down by taking a different voice. I think of the Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. So she wrote, obviously, the Harry Potter books, and that is in a particular style, always the same across all of those books. And then to write other novels, she actually took the step of changing her name or using a pen name because she writes under the name Robert Galbraith, I think it is. She didn't want people to pick it up expecting J.K. Rowling Harry Potter style and then just be completely let down by it. So it's such an interesting signal even to the audience, isn't it? This is not Harry Potter. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So that's actually a good thing you've just brought up is if you do want to maybe play around with different tones of voice, then maybe write something under a pseudonym and that way as you say, you don't lose the credibility. Well, you never know. The pseudonym might do better than your voice. Like you just don't know. Yeah. So it's worth trying, though, to see which works. Well, even Stephen King has got a pen name that he writes under, a pseudonym as well, or he used to. The name's just gone off the top of my head. But it's very different style to his horror and thriller styles. But something you just said then just made me think as well of an idea, but it's gone. <laughs> I hate that. It's Monday morning. Oh, it's pseudonyms. So I guess this is something also we haven't touched on is maybe you might want to write under a pseudonym if you find that your topic, that you want to be free to write about something, but maybe you're not ready to share the story with people close to you for whatever reason. Is that something that is a good way to relieve that pressure? Yes, yes. Like I've had uh, quite a few people, and one in particular, i never forget this lady, she was going through a very messy breakup. She was trying to write about domestic violence and her story of how what she went through, and she was going to come up with tips when you're in that relationship and you want to get out, she was going to write about tips and I'm saying going to because she never ended up finishing it, sadly, but she was going to write tips on how to set yourself up and then be able to get out and be able to stand on your own two feet. 
and then she was going to create little cards and oh, all kinds of things. It was just, it would have been amazing. So for domestic violence, definitely I would highly recommend because, well, and what she was worried about because her ex-husband was quite an aggressive person. So goodness knows what would have happened to her if she would have published and he found out. So that's why she was a bit worried. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I can understand definitely writing about your family and something as when it's so close to home. I think that would be very freeing to be able to write that under a pseudonym or a pen name. I think there's also that strategy that they talk about as write something as if you won't publish it. So don't think about and don't limit yourself on what you should say, shouldn't say, whatever. Just begin and let it all come out. Definitely, definitely. And this is, as I say, one of my things that I keep repeating is just do that brain dump. You can always, as you say, either keep it to just, I don't know, you can either burn it or you can keep it or just to get those emotions and what's going on out of your body because those emotions, if they're trapped inside, they actually do turn into disease. So it's really, really important. I know we've sort of gone little bit off topic but that's okay it's still very very important we're just rambling this morning that's all good (laughs) yes it is it's very good so yes it's quite common to have people that oh there you are that you know don't want to put their name to it and there's nothing wrong with that so don't let that fear hold you back from writing your story and be able to help someone because I her book her story would have been so amazing for people talking about like she wasn't allowed to have access to money or anything like that so she would go shopping and when she did the groceries she'd get gift cards and she'd keep those gift cards so that she could get money that way she came up with all kinds of creative ways of oh that was her clever way of of, I thought she you meant she was given gift cards to use to purchase groceries no, because, you know, he kept an eye on her every second. So, yeah, she came up with all these creative ideas of how to get herself all set up. I think she would slowly take things to her parents, like with things that he wouldn't notice. Yeah, wow. Oh, I wish she would write that story, definitely. And, look, I can understand how sometimes people can't feel able to write something. It's not your responsibility to help the world. But if you can... Particularly stories like that, and I know we have strayed way off topic because I've studied this in law, this is coercive control, they call this. It is definitely an area that people need more knowledge in so they can understand when it's happening. So, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty about books and writing, isn't it, that you can share stories and somebody can come across it and go, oh, wow, okay, and it resonates and it helps them make a decision or helps them see something truthfully. Beautiful thing. Mm. So the last thing I was thinking about then back on maybe copywriting, so finding your voice in copywriting. So copywriters have different styles, definitely. When you look at a copywriter's website, you'll get an idea of what their style is. One of the beauties of copywriters usually though is that they can mimic styles very well. So if you say I want this in a professional tone or I want this in a casual, relaxed, or I want this to look like that person's writing, we can usually do that. But it's about deciding and working out what your business or your product or service, what their voice is. This is where when you interview them, you'll be able to grab all that you know, information 
Yeah, that's right. And people often go, how can my business have a voice? But if you think about Coca-Cola, big brands, you know what their voice is and you know if they said something out of the ordinary that didn't resonate or didn't wasn't normally their style, you would recognise it. So it's about going, well, is my product for young families, busy mums? Is it for teenagers? Is it for older people? And how am I going to speak to them? It's finding that voice in the way that you want to represent your business. So you can speak to different types of people still using that same voice that you would for your business. Yeah, a good example, I think, and I can't remember now whether it was Coke or Aldi or someone, but they ended up, obviously whoever was doing their copywriting and marketing had left because it was completely different and I'm like, oh. They didn't get yeah. the brand guide. <laughs> no, and so it's really important. Yeah, I lost interest after that. So, yeah, you really need to be careful. And that's what I love about the way you work with people, that you have that session with them first up and, you know, have that discussion so you can actually grab the gold out of the conversation you have with them so that you then know what they're looking for, what tone of voice they're going to want to write in. So I think that's really amazing the way that you do that. Yeah, I oh, thank you. Well, it's essential, I find. If people just feel in a form and say, this is my business and that's, I've really got nothing to go on. So I need to have that chat with them to find out their story and the business's story and who they're trying to reach. And I find so often, because I work generally with the main business owner, so it's usually they are the business, you find that the personality of the business is usually the personality of the person as well that began it. So you can get an idea of how they're going to want to communicate from talking to them quite simply, just from having a conversation like this. But that's good because if you were talking to someone else in the business that was down the chain of authority a bit, you wouldn't get the correct message, I believe, because it's not their livelihood. It's not in their blood, so to speak. So it is important, I think, to speak to the actual author mm. or business owner. If you work for a big company, you get the brand guide, but they are these really like thick, we don't say this, we are always in 12-point Arial font, you know, <laughs> and it's good, it's useful. You need to be able to see that, but it's lacking in, they almost always lack in a bit of oomph that gives you that real special feeling about the business. But I guess that's what the beauty of a copywriter, they can find those bits and pieces. The lovely little nuggets that yes. make difference. <laughs> little nuggets. Yeah, okay, so if we're wrapping up, if I can remember the last 20 minutes, <laughs> we talked about wanting to find your voice and practising writing being really important, not just expecting that voice, that tone of voice to come rolling out of you first up. So practising is really good, trying to mimic writers that you like and then tweaking it to find your own voice. And that's about the limit of my memory. <laughs> can you help fill in? So what else did we talk about? And, yeah, well, we discussed, you know, the, the different styles, the nuggets that you can pull out for copywriting. That's about it. And then we, of course, went off topic a bit. Yes, as usual, went off topic. But that's all fine. That's what we enjoy doing. Exactly. So the other thing that we wanted to say to our listeners is that well, we are getting some guests on very soon, which is very exciting. 
and we'll let you know about those. But we'd love it if you guys could send in questions. If you've got any questions or topics that you would like us to discuss, we'd love to hear from you. So please let us know. Absolutely. We've got an email address is probably the simplest way, I guess, or you can contact us direct through our website, but we'll pop the email address in the show notes as well so that you can just send something through and we'll read it and talk about it. Yep. That sounds good. I love it. All right. And do we know what we're talking about next week? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even think we know what we're talking about this week. <laughs> It'll be very interesting anyway. Actually, no, the topic says why you or your book needs a website. So very practical one next week about how to promote yourself essentially. And if people say, oh, you don't need a website anymore, they're dead. Well, they're about as dead as the published book is. <laughs> so. Exactly. so, yes, very important. Sounds very, very exciting. All right. Well, thank you for your time today, CJ. Great to chat as always. Yes. And thank you, audience. Keep tuning in. We love that you're here listening to all of our wonderful wisdom that we love sharing with you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Full of Words. We hope you've gained valuable insights and enjoyed the journey with us. Keep honing your communication skills for success and join us next time for more exploration of the power of language in business.